Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It's Wednesday, October 10, 2018. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about the latest from Taylor Swift, Terrence J., Tina Turner, John Goodman, Mark Ruffalo, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. To buy your home, you became a house-hunting ace, learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where we broadcast every Wednesday afternoon between 1 to 2 p.m. right here on BTR. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. That's Entertainment has been on BTR for about eight years now. So if you've been listening to the uh, from the very beginning, thank you for all your support. And uh, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it'll send you a reminder when our broadcast live. Also, check us out on Facebook. We have a fan page. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment Radio. Check us out and follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto Like the Shoe, S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the current temperature in the NYC is a cloudy 76 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's currently listening on the phone lines or in the chat room. Thanks again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347 347- 637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. 
Okay, you know, last week I was supposed to be on the air, but unfortunately I had a cold, so I couldn't broadcast. You know, I didn't want to do a live broadcast, and I'm coughing all over the place. So I was a little under the weather, but we're back. I'm back. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Taylor Swift versus uh, Donald Trump. You know, uh, you know, this year it's a mid mid uh midterm elections uh on uh, November 6th so we're trying to get more people out to vote, vote and Taylor Swift is doing that by telling her followers to get out and vote she's endorsing uh two democrats in her home state of Tennessee and um Donald Trump got word about her endorsing Democrats, and he uh, had his, you know, usual comments he had to say about that. We'll talk about that. Also, if you watched the VMAs, I'm sorry, the AMAs last night, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross was the host. It was a great show. I thought it was much better than the VMAs. Uh, it was more entertaining. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is make her second year being the host. She's funny, she's entertaining, she can dance. We'll do some highlights of the show. And also, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Terrence J. might be in some trouble um, due to a, uh, he had a car accident. Well, the car was in his name, and uh, he had fled the scene. We're going to be talking about that. Also, Tina Turner has a new book out where she uh, talk about how her years were uh, married to Ike. You know, very, Ike was very abusive to Tina Turner to a point where she talks in her book how she almost committed suicide. She wanted to kill herself. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, John Goodman, um, you know, the premiere of The Connors is this week, and uh, John Goodman uh, went on late-night talk show to talk about how it's uh, very strange not to have Roseanne Barr on the set and how it felt weird not having her uh, do the show, tell you the latest. And uh, Mark Ruffalo might be fired. He went on uh, Jimmy... um, He went on the... uh, uh, Not Jimmy Kimmel, but... uh, uh, the other late night talk show Wow, I'm drawing a blank But uh, talking about the ending Of the latest um, Infinity War uh, 4 Where he kind of gave the ending And the title of the movie And uh, he was coaxed into talking about To spill the beans And Jimmy Fallon He was on Jimmy Fallon's show Where he kind of coaxed him To try to spill more about the movie, and he gave in, and uh, during out throughout the show, all this information that he was giving out, it was being bleeped, and apparently, uh, he tweeted that uh, he spoiled the, the spoiler, so uh, he might be fired. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get started uh, with the most talked about stories of the day. Uh, hit, hit it. the American Music Awards last night. You missed a really good show. I thought 
Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is making her second time hosting the show. I thought she did a fantastic job. This is her second year doing it, and she puts on a great show. She's very entertaining. She's very funny. Uh, she... The wardrobe this year, she paid homage to uh, African-American designers. She All her outfits, she changed were designer outfits by African-American designers. Uh, she also did a dance number. She sang. She kind of lip-synced to some of the songs, the hits of all the people who were nominated that evening. And she, I tell you, Tracy Ellis Ross, I could watch her all day because she is so entertaining, never a dull and boring moment. She's just naturally funny, and I, I, she just did a great job. I hope they have her back for a third year. She just knows how to put on the show. Um, also, some of the highlights was Taylor Swift. She opened in the show with a new song, and uh, she was one of the biggest winners of the night as well as uh, Cardi B, um, Carbella, uh, she was she, one of the winners. Uh, some of the other winners we didn't know were were nominated and won last night. Uh, also, uh, some of the shows, uh, some of the artists uh, debuted some of their new songs. Mariah Carey sang the new song. J uh, Lo she uh, performed a new song. Um, uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Sierra. She was the most entertaining. Uh, she had a, the best dance number of the night with her performing her uh, hit Level Level Up, and she had Missy Elliott come on there uh, to do her bit in the song. So I thought it was one of the most entertaining awards show to date. Uh, it, and, you know, most of the time, you know, when you look, you see these uh, music show, award shows, they get a little political. Uh, and it wasn't too political this time around. I know uh, Taylor Swift had mentions about getting out to vote, you know, just like, you know, the fans vote to, to see who their favorite artists are in certain categories where she encouraged, you know, everybody to vote. This is a midterm election, November 6th. And, you know, um, a lot of young people don't vote. They said that the the voting turnout for young people between the ages of 18 and 26 are very low. So, you know, and, you know, Taylor has so many fans on Instagram and Twitter that um, according to uh one of the sources said that she, because she had mentioned it, that she kind of got more people to register to vote that day. But we'll talk about that. Also, um, one of the other highlights of uh, the award show was Billy Eichner. You know him from Billy on the Street. He's also on American Horror Story. He also mentioned that everybody should get out and vote. He said, if you want to, you want you want to, uh, if you're for equality, if you're for uh, the uh, for gay rights, if you for if you for uh, equality for everybody, go out and vote. And he's absolutely right. You know, this is a midterm. We need as many votes as possible. If you're not sure, you can always go to uh, vote.org to find out where you can vote in your area. And it's easy. You just fill out the paperwork. I think uh, last week, no, earlier this Monday was the last day to register to vote in certain states, I think 20 states. So I hope you guys did that. But, um 
Yeah, it was an incredible show. Uh, as usual, Taylor Swift was the queen of the night. Um, she is amazing. And uh, going back to the endorsement, she uh, she endorsed two Democratic Party candidates that has reportedly sparked a surge in voter registration for America's midterm election. She uh, broke with her policy of remaining silent on political matters by endorsing two Democrats in her home state of Tennessee, and she encouraged her fans to register to vote in an Instagram post on Sunday, October 6th. Kamari Guthrie, the director of communications for voter registration website Vote.org, told BuzzFeed News uh, that the singer Taylor Swift announcement had prompted tens of thousands to register to vote in the November election. Now, uh, you know, uh, Taylor is only 26. She has condemned uh, Republican Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn, who is running for the U.S. Senate, and she endorsed her Democratic opponent, opponent, Phil Bredesen. She also advised fans to vote for incumbent Democratic Congressman Jim Cooper. Now, in her Instagram post, Swift cited that Republican politicians' disregard for human rights and her fear of racism as the reason for her intervention, writing, quote, I cannot vote for someone who would not be willing to fight for dignity for all Americans, no matter their skin color, gender, or who they love, unquote. The singer's intervention was not well received by President Trump, Praising Blackburn, he told reporters at the White House that he uh, he said, "quote I'm sure Taylor Swift has nothing or doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything about her, but he said he li- he likes her music 25 percent less now. That's what he said." Unquote. Now, Bredesen, he's a former governor of Tennessee. He thanked Swift for her endorsement on Twitter, writing that he was honored to have her support. The election will take place again on November 6th, so make sure you go out there and vote. It counts. It matters. So don't let anybody tell you different. It does matter, and it does count. Uh, speaking of Taylor Swift, again, she made a, the American Music Awards history when she was honored with the biggest honor of the night, Artist of the Year, the achievement made her become the most awarded female singer in the event history with 22 wins, surpassing, get this, Whitney Houston. The former country singer was so happy to receive the award that she couldn't find the right words to express it. Taylor now only needs two more awards to beat the most awarded winner, Michael Jackson, who earned 24 awards during his lifetime. Uh, this year's event was a big night for the delicate Songstress, and uh, in addition to Artist of the Year prize, she was presented with Tour of the Year and Favorite Album Pop Rock for her mega hit album Reputation. She also won Favorite Female Artist Pop Rock. Another big winner of the night was Camila Cabello, heavily thanked to her young thug assisted hit Havana. She won Favorite Collaboration of the Year, Favorite Song Pop Rock, Favorite Music Video, and New Artist of the Year. And the 2018 American Music Awards wrapped up with also a tribute to Aretha Franklin. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross uh, introduced an all-star lineup of Gladys Knight, Lettucey, Donnie McClurkin, CeCe Winings, and Mary Mary. They all gathered on stage at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles on October 9th to honor the late Queen of Soul. Following a video looking back at Franklin history at the award-given show, 
Knight opened the show closing set with a tender version of American Grace before McClurkin belted out Climb Higher Mountains. The latter was used as a recessional song at Franklin's funeral. Winings then took to the stage to deliver a rousing rendition of Mary Don't You Weave. Her performance was followed by Lettucey, who invited the crowd to dance along to How I Got Over, joined by a choir. Mary Mary also closed the set with their gospel rendition of Old Landmark. So it was an incredible show. Uh, it was one of the best, I think, in my personal opinion, the best award show to date so far. Uh, right now we have uh, 16 minutes uh uh, in the show, six, six, 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Uh, last week we wasn't on the air uh, due to uh, a cold that I had, so uh, I'm back, feeling better. So uh, I'd like to thank everyone who's tuning in and listening in, and uh, thank you again for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon. Also uh, this week, the um, Terrence J., who we all know uh, was the former E! News host, he was involved in a hit-and-run accident on Tuesday after witnesses claimed his girlfriend, model Jasmine Sanders, lost control of the vehicle and the couple fled the scene. Now, Terrence is a suspect in the crash that reportedly occurred around 12.30 a.m. Tuesday morning when the sports car slammed in a tree on Ventura Boulevard and damaged a waterline near a business. TMZ noted uh, that witnesses who called 911 and reported seeing a black male and a female running from the scene after the accident. They claimed the female was driving the vehicle when it crashed. Meanwhile, a tow truck operator who towed the car to the po- uh, to the police impound um, impound uh, a lot to an impound lot. Uh, they tell the blast that the car was registered to Thomas Jenkins. Now, Terrence J. full legal name is Terrence Jenkins, and police at the scene reportedly told the tow truck driver that the car owner was a celebrity. Um, back in March, um, Terrence posted a video of himself uh, driving a black McLaren that looked identical to the wrecked car. Now, according to the blast, cops are looking for the two suspects, a black male wearing a red sweater and a female wearing a blue jumpsuit. Meanwhile, the plot thickens. Uh, Sanders was not driving Terrence J, a $200,000 McLaren, when it crashed, but another woman was. Now, Jasmine Rep has issued a statement saying she wasn't the woman witnesses saw. Uh, this is what um, Jasmine, uh, I guess her representative said, that her rep said that on behalf of our client, Jasmine Sanders, I would like to clarify that Ms. Sanders was not in the vehicle at the time of this morning's accident and was in no way involved. This is what her rep t- told People Magazine. The, the the identity of the mystery woman has not been revealed, but p- police are still investigating. And uh, in her new book, My Love Story, Tina Turner opened up about her former husband, Ike Turner, and how their abusive relationship almost caused her to end her own life. A report by 2Fab.com, the proud Mary singer, explained that their marriage from 1962 to 1978 was defined by abuse and fear, not love or even affection, and how he felt the need to control 
her economically and psychologically. Turner finally fled Ike in 1976 with only 36 cents in her pocket. It wasn't until 1985 when she met her current husband, Erwin Bach, and they married in 2013. Now, in her memoirs, Turner revealed shortly after they wed that she suffered a stroke and was facing the possibility of never being able to walk again. Although she learned to walk again, Turner was diagnosed with intestinal cancer three years later and underwent a life-saving kidney transplant. Bach, who is 16 years her junior, was the donor. My Love Story hits bookshelves October 16, and in related news, Tina, a musical based on the life and music of Tina Turner, will make its Broadway debut in the fall of 2019. And John Goodman found it very weird to shoot his new TV show without Roseanne Barr. In May, the controversial comedian sparked an online uproar after attacking Valerie Jarrett, one of former President Barack Obama's top aides, in an ill-advised social media post, leading bosses at ABC to immediately ask her from the reboot 80s sitcom Roseanne. A retooled spinoff of the show involving the fictional Connor family without Roseanne entitled The Connors is now in the works, though John, who played Roseanne's TV husband, Dan Connor, has now admitted that he misses his longtime co-star. He went on to praise Roseanne um, for agreeing to uh, allow The Connors to be made with the former cast member, including including Laurie, Laurie Metcalf and Sarah Gilbert. Um uh, but during a chat, John also confessed that he fell into a deep depression in the weeks after the cancellation of Roseanne, and not only was he affected by the end of the show, but a number of other incidents in his personal life. The Connors is set to premiere on October 16th on ABC. Well, you know, Roseanne, like I said it before, you know, she did that to herself, you know. Uh, it was a long time coming, and... Um, you know, I don't feel bad. I, I mean, I know that he was used to her, you know, being a part, you know, they were excited about this reboot, but, you know, Roseanne dug, dug her own grave. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is known for being the worst Avenger star at keeping a secret besides Tom Holland. So during his appearance on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, the host didn't miss a chance to ask the guests to share details about the upcoming Avengers 4. Believing that the title is already out there, the Hulk depictor revealed the title of the fourth movie, but it got bleeped out. Jimmy Fallon then pressed him to share more details about the movie, and the actor excitedly talked about the final battle while acting out the scene, but once again he got bleeped out. Now, realizing his mistake after the interview, Ruffalo took to Twitter to ask Fallon to censor the supposed reveal. Now, Fallon, he jokingly replied, he said, uh, dude, it's too late, already sent the final show to Burbank to, for air. And he said, are you sure you're going to be in trouble? We could m maybe bleep it out. What is DM? So proving just how big Ruffalo got in trouble for spoiling the Avenger 4 details, director Anthony and Joe Russo announced via Twitter that the actor is fired. The Now You See Me star tweeted back saying, guys, can we talk about this? Meanwhile, Marvel fans have removed the bleep from the interview to reveal the Avenger 4 title, and according to the edit audio, Ruffalo said that the title is The Last Avenger. 
Should the revealed title is true, it will fit the storyline, which reportedly will see the end of some major characters. Chris Evans recently confirmed that the upcoming movie would mark the last time he played Captain America. Officially wrapped on Avenger Thrower, he wrote on Twitter on Thursday, October 4th, that it was an emotional day for him, to say the least. Playing the role for over the last eight years had been an honor to him and to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. And he also thanked everyone for the memories. He was, uh, he said he's internally grateful. Also featuring is Robert Downey Jr., Chris Helmsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Josh Brolin, and Paul Rudd in their respective roles. The movie is due to open in U.S. theaters on May 3rd, 2019. And, um, uh, you know, this is a crazy story here. Um, The Walt Disney Company is suing the estate of, remember the late and beloved ESPN sports broadcaster, Stuart Scott? Well, they're claiming that Scott's ex-wife griped over $162,000 that he left when he died of cancer is misguided, and she should be taking action against the estate and not them. Kimberly Scott, the ex-wife, recently filed a lawsuit against Disney and Fidelity, saying that her divorce from Stuart gave her the rights to his retirement fund from Disney. But Disney is fighting back. Uh, in court documents obtained by the Blast, Disney state at the time of Stuart Scott's death in 2015 that he had listed his family trust as the beneficiary of his retirement accounts, not his ex-wife. Disney claimed to have distributed the funds to his trust prior to receiving Kimberly legal documents. Now, Disney looked to be on the right side of the issue and is claiming they did nothing wrong when they paid out the money to his estate, to the estate. Uh, However, it's a little more complicated. uh, Kimberly Scott, she filed for divorce from Stuart Scott in 2007, and at the time, the the, uh, ESPN host was ordered to pay his ex-wife $163,000 plus interest from his Disney savings and investment plan 401k account. The problem is that Scott died on January 4, 2015, without even complying with the divorce decree to transfer the 163000 that Kimberly attempted to collect on the money after his death, but was told that the money was already handed out to his estate. Now, Disney said they feared they could inadvertently allow the wrong party to withdraw the asset and wants the court to dismiss them from the case and allow the estate and ex-wife to battle it out alone. And this is according to the legal documents they filed. Meanwhile, distribution of the fund has been frozen since the dispute arose. The case is oncoming. And word on the street is that most of the cities and dates for the So-So Dev 25th reunion uh, tour has been canceled, and people are getting emails letting them know that full refunds will be issued. According to uh, SandraRose.com, Jermaine Dupree was forced to cancel all but two dates of the tour featuring Escape, the Brad Bow Wow, and Anthony Hamilton. JD also pushed back the start of the tour, which was originally scheduled for October 14. Industry insiders are whispering that poor ticket sales led to the cancellation. Wow. Right now we have uh, uh, 27 uh, minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up uh, in the next half hour, I'm going to give you the latest about... um, 
uh, Kanye West. Apparently, he's heading to the White House uh, to discuss with Donald Trump a series of social and economic issues. I'll tell you about that. Also, um, in battle, comedian Cat Williams has been ruled liable for damages after he uh, failed to respond to a lawsuit regarding an alleged attack on a fan. Also, um, Meghan Markle, half-sister Samantha, she's breaking herself on her uninvited visit to Kensington Palace. I'll tell you the latest. Also, um, Cardi B has opened up about her ongoing feud with Nicki Minaj, and she reveals uh, what she thought the two rivals had come to an understanding and why she did throw the shoe at her. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Got my name all in your 
Thursday visit will mark Kanye's second sit-down with Trump. The Chicago, Illinois native previously showed his support for the leader by stopping by his Trump Towers offices here in New York shortly after he was elected into office in November 2016. The power hitmaker faced a backlash from many of his fans after the meeting, but that hasn't deterred him from continually to publicly back the president, and he even used his appearance on the season premiere of the hit comedy show Saturday Night Live on September 29th to offer up a pro-Trump speech while wearing a red cap and blazing with his campaign slogan, Make America Great Again. Kanye won't be the first member of his his family to visit the White House. His wife, reality TV star Kim Kardashian, met with Trump there in May and asked the politician to grant clemency to 63-year-old Alice Marie Johnson, who had been serving a life sentence without parole for a first-time nonviolent drug offense. Her request was granted a week after the chat. And... Um, Meghan Markle, uh, her half-sister, Samantha Markle, she's breaking her silence on her uninvited visit to Kensington Palace earlier this week. The 53-year-old insisted in an interview with Daily Mail TV that she wasn't turned away by an officer guarding a security uh, checkpoint. Uh, This is what she said. She said, um, quote, I was not turned away from Kensington Palace. Um, she said that of her intention, she shared that she wasn't trying to crash anything. She said um, she she was very polite and respectful. She was very uh, pretty mature and pretty composed. She said she's not the kind of person that turns away. She also said that she was very respectful and she went there to deliver a letter. Nobody was turned away. Nobody was disrespectful, and it was a wonderful experience. It was a nice experience, and nobody was mean to me at all. I was quite surprised, unquote. Now, a source previously remarked seemingly echoes Samantha's depiction of her demeanor at the palace. Uh, they said that she, Samantha seemed delighted to see souvenir stands close by selling royal collectibles and purchases uh, to commemorative of Meghan and Harry wedding mugs and cardboard face masks. Um, And during her recent uh, stint, um, Samantha was snapped, handing a letter most likely for Meghan that she gave to the police guard. Um, As for the Duchess herself, it was reported that she's planning to focus on her duties as Duchess of Sussex. So um, additionally, the former Suits actors realized how important Harry role is as the new Commonwealth Youth Ambassador and wanted to support him. And according to the source, the royal couple really thought that they make a great team. So, so she claims that uh, you know she didn't, she wasn't disrespectful to the guard. There was no kind of scene, but she uh, just handed the letter. Um, I don't know if Megan read the letter or not, but. Uh, she did say that, uh, you know, she just wanted to make peace with her after, if you don't know the story, after, before Megan got married to Harry, she was going on TV shows and going to the press about ba- uh, bad-mouthing her and and how she was saying um, mean things about what she did to their father. And now all of a sudden she wants to get back into her good graces now that she's the 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 Duchess of Sussex, but 
we'll see what happens. We'll see if Megan ever uh, reach out to her, you know. Uh, 20 minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, also uh, this week, you know, uh, Cardi B, she finally has opened up about her ongoing feud with Nicki Minaj, revealing that she thought that the two rivals had come to an understanding. And I, too, thought that everything was good. You know, they were at the Met Gala a couple months prior to that, and they spoke, they were cordial, they, you know, everything was hunky-dory. But she said that they've been bickering for the past year and that their disagreements came to a head recently when Cardi threw a shoe at Nicki Minaj during the altercation at New York Fashion Week party. She claimed that uh, Nicki had taken cheap shots at her newborn daughter while Nikki fired back at her satellite radio show, insisting she'd never said what she had been accused of saying and felt humili- humiliated after the party fight. Now, uh, 25-year-old Cardi has revealed what tipped her over the edge at the bash, telling W Magazine that she spoke to her twice before and we came to an understanding, but she just kept it going. The new mom revealed she was particularly upset when Nikki liked and unlike a tweet talking about her mothering skills. She said, quote, I was going to make millions off my Bruno Mars tour, and I sacrificed that to stay with my daughter. I love my daughter. Cardi B also used the W Magazine interview to defend her marriage to Miko star Offset, insisted that she's very happy despite all the warning bells that suggest the couple is not a good match. And it seemed like Alien TV series is coming to the small screen soon. A new report suggested that the rumor's upcoming series, which is based on the classic 1979 original movie of the same name, has been picked up by a streaming service. YouTuber uh, Mr. H. Review revealed in a recent video that an anonymous, anonymous source states that the planned series is happening and has been picked up by an unnamed streaming source. More details about the project, including pilot and plot and episode count, remain unknown. Now, back in July, it was rumored that the planned series would follow colonists or colonial marines of the LV-426 within the alien universe due to budget limitations. Some fans seem seemingly assume that the, the said streaming service may be Fox as it deal is currently about to be completed with Disney, which we, which we see will see that Disney owning of uh, 20th Century Fox properties. However, it seems unlikely that Disney would pick up a dark series like Alien. Others, uh, meanwhile, speculate that the project may be heading to Hulu due to the history with Fox. However, there's an equally huge possibility that Netflix will air the series. In addition, Netflix is showing the font, it's a font of the genre TV show after it announced three new sci-fi series, The Island, October Faction, and Warrior Nine. Should the new, uh, the new report be true, it will mark the first TV series based on the popular franchise, which has explored pretty much every form of media. The latest interaction of the franchise, Alien Covenant, was released on May 10, 2017, with original movie helmer Ridley Scott reprising his di- uh, directorial de- uh, duty. 
Uh, unfortunately, the flick didn't perform well at the box office, only only two hundred and forty point nine million against the ninety-seven to one eleven million dollar budget. And uh, Jessica Bill, she is a she's getting ready to top line a new Facebook Watch series based on a popular podcast called Lime Town. The actress was also she will also executive produce the project based on Zach uh, Akers and Skip Bronke's podcast about a journalist's efforts to seek the truth surrounding the disappearance of over 300 people at a neuroscience research facility in Tennessee. Bill will play the hack Leah Haddock. The first season of Limetown picked up over 10 million downloads and hit the top of the Apple podcast charts. Publisher at Simon & Schuster are releasing Limetown, the prequel to the number one podcast on November 13th. Right now we have uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go also I'm going to take another uh, music break, and uh, when I come back I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
That was the latest from Benny Blanco featuring Khalid and Hazley in East Side. Right now we currently have about uh we have about twelve minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, um you know, they said that uh that uh, the I don't know, they they was talking about this uh Faith Hill and uh Drew Barrymore, they they're going to be well. From what I hear about the story, they're going to be the front, or they are to front like this kind of global talent show. The stars will judge the world best with RuPaul Drag Race star RuPaul Charles, while actor and comedian James Corden will host the competition show. Now it was created by the U.S. reality TV kingpin Mark Burnett and Mike Darnell, the brains behind The Voice and American Idol. Now, the 10-episode series will premiere in 2019, and it's going to feature acts from all over the planet trying to impress the celebrity judges and a panel of 50 of the world's most accomplished entertainment industry experts, known as the Wall of the World. Now, Burnett, <coughs> excuse me, who has also produced blockbuster U.S. competition series Survivor and The Apprentice add that this groundbreaking series is like the Olympics of talent shows and needed the perfect talent combination. The World Best will premiere on U.S. network CBS, where Judge Barrymore and Charles are currently developing talk show vehicles. And uh, singer uh, Janae Janelle Monet, she has a book, yet another new acting role in the live-action remake of Lady and the Tramp. The hidden figure star will voice Peg, a dog lady, befriend when she is taken to the pound. Lady will be portrayed by Monet's close friend, Tessa Thompson, while Justin Thoreau will voice the Tramp in the revamp of the animated 1955 classic. In the classic feature, Tramp is a streetwise hound who falls for a pampered pooch lady. The unlikely couple tackles a series of adventures and famously share a plate of spaghetti and meatballs in the beloved Disney film Most Iconic Scene. The new movie is set as one of the big draws on Disney's highly anticipated streaming service, which debuts in 2019. It will also star Thomas Mann, Kiersey Clemens, Benedict Wan, and Ashley Jensen. The Lady and the Tramp casting news emerged days after Janelle also landed roles in the Harriet Tubman biopic and animated movie Ugly Dolls. And on Saturday, uh, October 6th, uh, the event chair, Barbara Davis, she hosted her iconic Carousel of Hope Ball at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, a gala of Hollywood Institute since 1978, honored lifetime supporter Robert De Niro with the Brass Ring Award for his uh, philanthropic Efforts and continued dedication to the cause. Patrons of the evening were treated to show-stopping performances by legends like Gladys Knight, Kenny Babyface Evans, and uh, David Foster. The Carousel of Hope Ball has raised more than $100 million to date, with proceeds benefiting the Children Diabetes Foundation and the Barbara Davis Center of for Childhood Diabetes. This year, Gala alone raised over $1.9 million. 
and Janet Jackson, Stevie Nicks, and Radiohead among the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Class of 2019. The list of those up for uh, induction also includes The Cure, LL Cool J, Kraftwerk, Rage Against the Machine, The Zombies, MC5, Rufus and Shaka Kung, and Devo. Six of the acts are nominated for the first time, including Stevie in her own right, as she had already been inducted as part of the band Fleetwood Mac. The other first-timers are new wave group Devo, hair metal legends, Def Leppard, and art rockers Roxy Music, folk star John Prine, and multi-instrumentalist Todd Rudgren. Five of the six acts will be honored at the Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, near uh, the spring of 2019, with the inductees chosen by the music industry experts and artists, as well as via a public vote, with fans' five favorite acts getting a boost in the other ballots. The 2019 honorees will be announced on December 9th. And uh, Barbara Streisand has stepped back behind the camera to direct the hard-hitting video for her new anti-Donald Trump song, Don't Lie to Me. The singer gathered images of activists and protesters, struggling Americans, natural disasters, environmental destruction, a teary Barack Obama, and a shot of President Trump, and released the political charge promo on Tuesday, October 9th. The video begins and ends with the image of a black wall and the song's heavy final line, everyone answered to someone everyone answers to someone and it fades into the brick wall or the brick work. Don't Lie to Me is the first single from Barbara's upcoming album Walls, which will be released on November second, her first album of new materials since two thousand five. And Little Wayne's decision to delay the Carter Five for years has finally paid off. The highly anticipated album debut atop the Billboard 200, marking his fourth number one effort on the chart. The set sold 480,000 equivalent album units, including 141,000 in traditional album sales in the week ending October 4th, and this is according to Nelson Music. The set also registered the third largest sale week for an album in 2018 following Drake's Scorpion with 732,000 units and Travis Scott's Astro World with 537,000. Additionally, the set earns the second biggest streaming week ever posted by an album after rocking up 325,000 SEA units, which translates to 433 million on demand audio streams. So congratulations to Lil Wayne. And Iggy Azalea will no longer be hitting the road to support her latest EP, Survive the Summer. Live Nation has confirmed in the statement that the five-week tour has been canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. The Australian Raptress also confirmed the sad news on Twitter on Sunday morning, expressing her disappointment. Even though she was discouraged, she appeared to be taking everything in stride. Refunds are available at point of purchase. Iggy's North American tour, her first headlining trek in the territory in four years, was supposed to kick off on October 27th in Hollywood, Florida, and wrapped on December 4th in Houston. Cupcake was initially scheduled to join her on the tour, but she pulled out on Tuesday, citing change of plans. She detailed her exit from the tour on Saturday, October 6th. This isn't the first time Iggy has canceled a tour. Back in 2015, she also pulled the plug on her Great Escape tour, which had Nick Jonas and Tanashi as supporting acts. Wow. 
And former American uh former American Next Top model winner Eva Marcel, she finally wed Michael Sterling on Sunday, October seventh, in front of guests, including her Real Housewives of Atlanta co stars. The model turned actor had tied the knot with her fiance in Atlanta with her daughter Marley Ray for as her flower girl. Now, Eva revealed on Instagram last December that Michael, a former Atlanta mayoral candidate, has popped the question showing off her beautiful diamond ring on the social media platform. While the 33-year-old hasn't posted any pictures of the wedding, it is expected of her. Uh, it is expected her day, special day will be broadcast as part of the Bravo TV show. Cast members uh, Cynthia Bailey, Candy Burris, and Portia Williams all attended the wedding with Portia, who is expecting her first child, asking her followers on social media to help her choose between three stunning dresses for the nuptials. Eva and Michael welcomed their son, Michael Todd Sterling Jr., in April. She shared her daughter, Marley, with ex-boyfriend, Kevin McCall. How beautiful is that? Right now we have uh, three minutes left remaining in the show. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in and been there from the very beginning. Uh, tune in next time. Um, we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash That's Entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertainment 1. That's T-H-A-T-S. Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Stiletto, like the shoe, S T I L E T T O, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gives. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Well, that will do it for me again for this week. Tune in next time, uh, next Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on BTR. Have a great week. Stay safe and I'll talk to you uh, next time. Take care.